Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Hi. How's it? So good. First week of school? Yeah, we survived. (laughs) Well, I barely, well, my one son doesn't go back to school till Monday, so I kind of survived. But okay, so within the last two weeks, I got roped into being team mom for football. You're so dumb. I know. 
I always feel so bad, right? And then I'm also room mom. Oh my God, I don't even know how I'm going to do it. But okay. This is what I'm always saying about you. This is your problem. I know. <laughs> is that she does everything 95%. I Well, yeah. So, <laughs> so I had to make the schedule for this week and we had an extra pa- practice thrown in. So, you know, I do the team snap. I set it all up. I put the schedule in that the coach sends me. The first practice was not our original practice. And so it was at a different location. So I get to my first practice and I went to the original location, not the additional location, which, dude, I set this shit up, right? So I should know better. Right. I show up and nobody's there. And I was like, oh, shoot, that's right. It's at this other place today. So I frantically send the whole group a message like, I'm so sorry. I'm team mom. I'm not even at the first practice. I'll be there in five minutes. And I get a note like right back from another mom. And she says, you're actually an hour early also. Okay, Tap, this is why you're like, I. you need to quit. You need to say, like, I'm sorry, I work and I have other children and I, I can't do it. I was like, why did anybody ask me to be this position? This is the worst for me. I Just can't say, even get it straight. No, you can't. You can't. Oh, Lord, have mercy on your soul. Well, we didn't have anything unfortunate like that except for my son is addicted to hairspray. You know, I told you I gave him an amazing haircut. Yes. Seriously. It's like his best haircut ever. And he has the bottle of hairspray. I heard him spraying his hair last night. <laughs> Before I hear bed? This, He's like, I just look so good. Oh my God, that's so cute. <laughs> but the bathroom mirror is like just this sticky, foggy film. Oh, Gonna have to watch out for huffing with that kid. He has an affection for the aerosol. (laughs) Don't let him know about that part. (laughs) Definitely not. Um, Okay, so school went well other than that. Yeah, they haven't started homework yet. So what's not to like? It's like pick up and drop off. Big whoop. We actually had half day this week. So I'm like, why do you start off half day? Come on. I know. They always do that. It's such a bunch of shit. Put it all the way. Let's just let's just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Take them. I'll be back at four o'clock. Can even have them for an extra 45 minutes. OK, so also this week you're coming to Dallas and yes, we are having a meetup on Saturday, you guys. And If you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, you will know the info. It will be in Dallas area, probably somewhere around Uptown at about 7 o'clock on Saturday. And we'll give you the details. But if you want to meet us and a couple other podcasters, I will get you some info right around probably Thursday. But, you know, we'll be there. Or be square. You can go to the podcast festival also. It's called True Crime Podcast Festival in Dallas. It looks real fun. Let me tell you, I got this thing that's like rocking my world. What? I don't, I'm okay. So I have this couch. I'm very into comfort. And so I have this couch where you put your, like, you can put your feet out. It's like the whole thing is a lounger. <laughs> yeah. So that's a problem for your, 
your drink or something because my house is too small. Yes. You're far from the coffee table and you're kind of far from a side table too. And my house is so small. I don't really want a side table. So I had this thing made from somebody on Etsy. It like is a little table that goes over the arm of the chair. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, but mostly they're ugly. They're like real tacky. This one is cute. Okay, I want to see it. Oh, my God. So I can just sit on my couch and set my coffee down and look at my new coffee table. And I'm just so happy this week. Good. Mm-hmm. Great. I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we get into our episode? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you have anything else to tell me? No. Okay. Well, you're well, not part of the group chat, so I have nothing to share. I know. What an asshole you <laughs> We're are. We're telling secrets about you. <laughs> oh, is it that group chat? I w- I'm not telling. I'm very oh. popular. Maybe you don't even know these you, people. Gretchen's actually going to a girls <laughs> night tonight without me. And I'm very jealous, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, but I can't fly out to California right now. So right. I can't make it. But OK, let me take you back to our early days, Gretchy. Oh, So early that we were not even called Housewives of True Crime yet. It was before we met our friend Stacy. It was our second episode. No, my second episode. I think it was our third episode ever. Okay. Remember what our name was back then? Yes. Crime, Carpools, and Cocktails. Crimes, Carpools, and Cocktails. Yeah? Yeah. Is that what it was? It was kind of a mouthful. And so our friend Stacy that we met at CrimeCon, we adore. She said, girls, this is not, this is not you. And she helped us. Yeah. She said, you're like the housewives. Also, people pointed out to us that um, it was maybe not that cool to have carpool and cocktails in the same line. And we just hadn't thought of that. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Because we're that smart. (laughs) We were like, you know, you're You're kind of right. We just assume that people know we're not drinking the cocktails in the carpool line, but people had kind of aversion to the name. Yeah. And it was long and it was a mouthful. And I don't know why they didn't, they had a problem with that, but they didn't have a problem with the crime part. I mean, we're not committing crimes. (laughs) But anyways, so at this point also, our audio quality was pretty bad. And we didn't really know what the heck we were doing. However, I did re-listen and it was pretty good. I would say for my second episode, it wasn't so bad. If you guys want to listen to the original, it is on Patreon. Our first 11 episodes or whatever we took off when we were Crime Carpools and Cocktails, um, they are all on patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. That is also a place that you guys can go to support us. We do one bonus crime a month and every week on Thursdays, you can get a little more catch up from us. So this story is the story of Diane and Tex MacGyver from Atlanta, Georgia. I know a lot of you know all about Atlanta from the housewives. I know that's how you know about Atlanta, Gretchy. Well, yeah. 
I want to go. It does I'm look gonna, like a fun city. It looks fun. I want to go eat at Candy's Old Lady Gang restaurant. We could go to- there. We should do like a, yeah. a a Georgia trip. Yeah. So Georgia's big, though. I mean, Atlanta, 6 million people. So I'm not even going to tell you real estate because that's just, it's just, it's like one of those big cities. It's, it's all down, over the place. Right? Yeah. I feel like you should tell people that the reason why you are revisiting this case is like for the same reason I revisited Sherry Papini. Because there's a big update. Yes. So that is why actually I missed a little section. We didn't, they didn't just run out of crime, people. No, no, no. We we didn't, we wouldn't just recycle. Okay. So I am revisiting it for a couple things. I'm going to retell the story with the updates and the revelations that have come out in the last couple months. I also think the audio is a little bit better and I refined the story a little bit. Okay, great. But yeah, we're not going to redo all of our old crimes. Although there are a couple that, that I think could be fun to retell, but this one, big update. And so I thought it would be a good one. Okay. Okay. So this is a story of Diane and Tex MacGyver. They were actually like a lot of Texans that I know. They had a house in the city and a big ranch in the country about an hour or so away from the city home. This concept to me really was different when I moved to Texas because people on the West Coast just don't do that. I mean, I guess we have houses in Palm Springs. Some people do that. Right? Big Bear. Big Bear. But it's not just a house in the middle of the country that you go to. It's like there's a Big Bear you go skiing or, you know, I feel like West Coast people. No, they want out there. They want a big piece of property where they can go shoot tin cans and that's right. Drive around on a tractor and some shit. That is right. That's right. Also, you could never do it within an hour. An hour. You're just going to the grocery store. Get you to where the 405, where the five meets. (laughs) I know. Yeah. We ain't got it that easy. Yes, but when I moved here, I met a ton of people that were like, oh, we're going to our ranch. We go to our ranch on the weekends. I'm like, where the hell is your ranch? Oh, it's about an hour away. I'm like, wait, what? You have a ranch an hour away? What is the purpose Mm -hmm. of that? But now I think it's kind of fun. It is kind of cool. It's like get away from the city, get away from your work life, go out and chill and do exactly what you said they do there. Yeah. Ride ATVs, you know, fish, whatever. Okay, so let's rewind just a second and let's start with Tex. Tex was born Claude MacGyver in Texas, hence his nickname, which he would go by until this day, which also the articles call him Tex, too. They never really mention him by his first name. Of Tex course Mary... not, Claude is not sexy and Tex is. Right. Yes, this is true. This is very true. Tex married a lady in his younger years and had three children. When Tex's children were grown, it is said that he had an affair with a woman that was taking care of his ranch. And his wife, Jinx, is what they called her. Tex and her had like nicknames, which is kind of cute. Um, Jinx was like, I'm over this. My kids are grown and you're an asshole. So we're getting divorced. And it was a nasty one. 
Well, yeah, because I'll tell you what. Of course, a guy named Tex is going to cheat on you. That Tex does not make for a faithful husband. Second of all, you are a lazy rat bastard if you are sleeping with someone that's caretaking your house. Go pick up a lady on the apps or at the bars like <laughs> everybody else. I don't know. Do not they do mess not have with apps. your woman's nanny, housekeeper. Seriously. Good help is hard to find. Seriously, just I saying. agree with that. Okay. Uh, but... So let me just tell you, I don't think at this time they had the app, so he would have had to go, you know, I don't know where, but okay. somewhere else. And the, so re-listening to this, what uh, what do you think I said? I asked you at the end of the episode what the moral of the story was. Don't cheat on you. Don't cheat. <laughs> That's it. That's right. Don't be cheating. Don't be cheating. It, it really does become a, I think it just snowballs into bad stuff happening in your life. So I don't That's think it's exactly a what I was going to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and this bad stuff happened years and years later to text. But dude, the, the divorce was nasty. She, you know, wanted half of his stuff, rightfully so. And his kids were real pissed at him. They thought he was a cheating a-hole and they disowned him as their father. They became estranged. Yeah, so he probably was. Yeah, I side with the kids. Okay, keep yeah, going. I I don't know Tex or his personality, but what I have learned from over the years from this story and just reading about him is that I do think he had a bit of an ego. He was a prominent lawyer, a partner mm-hmm. at a very large law firm. He lived a very privileged life. He worked hard for it, but I'm sure the things that afforded him where he landed in life, although he did work hard for it. I think it sometimes just being in those higher power positions. And I, I, I'm not saying this for everybody, but sometimes you do get a little bit of an ego and you start acting, you know, like boss man everywhere and not just boss man at the workplace. Yeah. And it's a problem when you can't differentiate between workplace and your children. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Tex also, by the way, he 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 was very good at networking. He was very good at getting himself involved in political parties, sitting on boards, donating, making decisions that would enhance his lifestyle. He was connected. Very connected. Okay. The divorce and the loss of communication with his children, I'm sure, wasn't easy, but he did move on with his life. Tex paid off his wife and got himself an apartment in a high-rise building where he would eventually meet his neighbor, Diane. Diane, she was a spitfire. She was a tiny little lady with a very strong personality. Diane was born in 1953 in Alabama. And by the way, my son is so into football. He tells me that most NFL players come out of like Alabama State or some, oh no, maybe, yeah, I think it's. It's, is there like a big college in Alabama that everybody watches? I'm sure. I think everybody that's from like the South. Everyone is, like is screaming right screaming. now. Like, you don't they, know. Uh-huh. They they actually say something. Remember when I went to Florabama, all these people like there's like a noise or like a cluck or like a ruha or something that they do. Yeah. 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 
So Diane comes out of Alabama. She was not close with her family, didn't know her dad. She left home when she was 18 and didn't really talk to her mother at all. It is noted that before her mom's death, they were still estranged. And Diane did not shed a tear when her mom died. But it didn't stop her from being amazing. Diane went off to be a secretary for a prominent businessman when she was very young. And he saw her drive and she saw that she really had the ability to make this guy's ideas reality. So she went and got a degree in accounting while she was still working and worked for this guy for 43 years. She started businesses, ran businesses, employed people, and made millions of dollars working for this guy. All right. It's amazing. Yeah. She also married before tax and divorce, but had no children. When she divorced, she also got herself an apartment in the high rise right next to text. And I like it. Keep it simple. Right. Especially like single. You're like, what do you need? Listen, I know some people who got divorced and instead of buying like a nice little condo, bought a whole big ranch. Now they can't even go anywhere because you got to find someone to take care of the goats and shit. That's not (laughs) the second half of life. Take it easy. Well, Yes, but that is not actually what these two did. They they ended up moving to the ranch. That was like her Ugh. her deal. They did both get the high rise when they got divorced, but once they like started coming together, they they wanted more. Okay. So in the high rise apartments, they both had, you know, next door to each other. Tex slips Diane a note under her door because he sees this pretty lady and he asked if she would like to come over for dinner and the two hit it off. They actually would eventually like take down a wall from each of their apartments so that they could combine into one. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. The note under the door. Yeah, it is cute. Or stalkerish. Depends on your mood. It also depends on like what... If he was, you know, if she was attracted to him or if yeah. he was like a fucking creep, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You're either yeah. you're either going on the date or you're moving out. It's like one right. or the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. That could go either way. Yeah. Okay. So they would eventually marry in a wedding that I think you would take any day of the week. They married on the ranch that Tex owned. And like I said, that's where they would spend most of their days. She wore a fabulous wedding dress with cowboy boots. Cute. And guests sat on hay bales. Nice. It was country glam and absolutely everything that Diane was. She was beautiful and full of style. She was the lady that wore Chanel on the golf course with her cowboy hat full of rhinestones, but only when that's popular and stylish. Mm-hmm. And in fashion, she had a hat collection. Any hat lover would swoon over and handbags that we would die over. And furs that PETA would kill for and not because they wanted to (laughs) own. (laughs) And not us. Yeah. (laughs) But she wasn't just look into looking amazing. She was into being amazing. She loved charity work, giving others, and she loved loving hard and never complained. She said it wasn't worth her time to complain about anything. So 
this like independent lady is what Tex like fell in love with. And although she was super independent in her life, they spent a ton of time together. They love whining, dining, traveling. It just kind of reminds me of, it actually kind of reminds me of my, my in-laws, my father-in-law and his wife, which is my husband's stepdad or stepmom. You know, they just, they kind of do all that together. Yeah, they're she's, a lovely couple. Yes. She's still like in the garden club and she's got her own thing, but they do a lot of stuff together. It's really nice. So this love affair that Tex and Diane had lasted for 16 years until a tragedy occurred that would change everything. I'm talking about Rakuten. Have you checked it out? Because I recommend you do. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because the members earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores that I know I shop online at like Zappos, Sephora, and Best Buy. We are all already online shopping at our favorite stores, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. How it works is the stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app and start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Tex and Diane had Diane's best friend, Danny Joe, who is a woman. Um, I just have to say that because her name is Sean thought it was a dude when I said when I was telling him the story. Um, but Danny Joe is a, a lady. They had her over for the night. This particular day, Tex woke up early and brought both of these ladies breakfast in bed, which we both said on the first podcast that our husbands don't have never done that. <laughs> never ever. Still, still to this ever, day. Never. <laughs> Ever. And Texas doing it after 16 years? <laughs> no. 
that's pretty good. Oh, gosh. Okay, so we... I might forgive him for cheating on the first wife. <laughs> we, recorded, we recorded that in 2018. Still never. <laughs> still not oh. happening. Yeah, no. After breakfast, Tex left to go golfing for the day. And upon his return that night, Tex took these two ladies out to the city for some dinner. Diane and Tex loved to drink wine, so they had a little bit more wine than maybe they should have. And Danny Joe didn't drink at all. So she told Tex, hey, why don't I drive your car home? So Diane sits in the front seat so her and Danny Joe can chat. I think that that is something we would do as well. I think we would like to do that, but I don't think our husbands would be stoked on us doing that. Yeah, sitting in the back. It, it seems like he was... Do, yeah, you're probably right. Although, no. he Let's was think, tired. Like, when you pick me up from the airport and you have Sean, it's not like you get in the back with me. No, but she's in the front seat. So Tex sits in the back seat and the two ladies are in the front seat because Danny Joe's oh. driving. So That's I think nice. we would, I think that yeah, we would do maybe that. they would go for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because then Tex would have to be talking to Danny Joe the whole time. And he's if not you were driving, right. Yeah, if you were driving, your husband would let me sit in the front. That's true. But you would be driving. My husband's in the back. I'm in the passenger seat. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's normal. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Tex dozed off to sleep while the women were chatting. Then there was some unexpected traffic on the freeway, which had them pull off into a rough neighborhood. Tex woke up when they were kind of, you know, at a stoplight or turning or something in this neighborhood, and he doesn't feel safe. We will get more into this in a moment, but I will just keep it at that. According to Tex and Danny Joe, there was a lot of homeless people, and Tex said to Diane, darling, grab my gun which was in the glove box of the car. It sounds real aggressive to me, right? Like, I don't I don't have a gun in my car, so I don't think that would ever yeah, happen. I, no. But I will tell you that I was in Los Angeles, and I know you know the story one time, and I was in a lot of traffic, and we were stopped, and there was nowhere I could go, and there was this homeless guy, half naked, running all the way through the cars with a big, huge machete, and I felt fucking scared. Like I called 911, right? Yeah. So like when I hear that story and when I read that story, that's the first thought that I could come up with in you my identified mind. identified with that part of it. Yeah. Yes. And then I thought, well, shit, if I had a gun, maybe I would have just taken it out too just to be safe. I mean, I don't have one, so that's not happening. Okay, but I hear, just to be devil's advocate, I mean, I hear the other part of that, it sounds like when you say rough neighborhood, you know, it's like, well, what 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 deems a rough neighborhood? Right. What what's the problem? Tex. That's right. Right. Okay. So whatever he said he says, you know, you get on ways or the wife says text will you pull up ways so we can get back to where we go because I think Danny Joe took a wrong turn okay text dozes back asleep with a gun in his lap so he's not that worried that's what I also thought <laughs> like if you were really scared or yeah yeah he wasn't scared at this point I don't know they're back on the freeway 
They're back on the freeway at this point. Okay. He toes, he dozes back to sleep and then bam, super loud noise. Danny Joe is like, what the fuck was that? Like probably thinks she popped out a tire. Tex wakes up and is like, what happened? And Diane is slumped over in the front seat saying, I just got shot. So panic ensued, of course. And Tex tells Danny Joe to rush her, Diane, them, all of them in the car to uh, Emory Hospital. Emory Hospital is four miles away from where they were. And it's one of Tex's clients from his law firm. So that's four miles as far. Four miles as far. And but it is probably the only place that actually popped up in his mind. I would have no like I wouldn't know where the trauma center was. He did not call 911. I think they just rushed her there. The problem was that Emory wasn't the closest hospital and it was not a trauma center. They were not. I think they have like hardly ever seen gunshot wound victims there because that's not where the ambulance takes people for that. I don't think the MacGyvers would know that. Of course, an ambulance would have known that. But I can also see like you're on the freeway, you're driving what you're going to stop and like call 911 and wait for the ambulance or you just go as fast as you can. Okay, so I can see the point of view of being like, I know where this hospital is. I'm going to go with where I'm familiar. You're in a panic. That's it. But I also, I don't identify with it because I always know the best hospital for the best situation that you need to go to. Like, for example, maybe like when I lived in a small town in Ojai, there was a little hospital there. Somebody gets shot. Hell no, I'm getting on the 33. I'm going to community. I'm not taking them to that little hospital. Right. I don't care who I know there, you know? Yeah. No way. Right. So I put myself in that kind of situation and I think like, no. Right. Get your ass to Cedars. Okay. That's right. Um, and unfortunately, I think because well, I don't know. Who knows? She might not have made it anyways, but she definitely probably would have had a better chance somewhere else. And Diane succumbed to her injuries. Diane did say it was an accident when she arrived to the hospital. She also was asked if she wanted to see Tex right before surgery. And she said no, which would come out later, like she didn't want to see him. But I don't think you ever think you're going to die. So, you know, she's probably like, fucking get me into surgery. I just saw him. He just brought me in here, you know. But unfortunately, Diane passed away from her injuries. And this was on September 26, 2016. And she was only 63 years old. So while Diane was fighting for her life in the hospital, Tex was losing his shit and making some pretty poor decisions on what he was telling people and asking of Danny Joe. At one point, he says to Danny Joe, hey, maybe you just don't say that you were driving or even in the car. I think Tex was not thinking logically or rationally. There were cameras that when you pull up to the hospital, it's clear as day that Danny Joe was driving. I think Danny Joe was thinking a little more sound than text. Um, He also did not tell 
every nurse the same story on how her how Diane was shot and not that he has to right they're not officers they're not anybody in authority positions um and he's losing his wife by his own hand right and he was reckless and so I'm not defending him I can see why he's not consistent in his story but it's surprising. It's surprising coming from somebody that is a lawyer that you would think would understand the concept that the truth don't change. Say nothing or the fact. <laughs> I That's know. It. He w- yes, we see that being because we do a lot of criminal work. He is an employment attorney, so he's not doing any criminal work, but you do learn it. You learn that in law school. I mean, that's it's pretty clear. I think he's just an egomaniac. I think he is just privileged and he just thinks that he can just say whatever and he's connected. And so like, let's just come up with a story that's like the easiest way to make get sure out of this. Nobody's going to have to do a lot of paperwork after we plan the funeral. OK, so I agree with you. I think all of that as well. I think he made really poor decisions. He also at the hospital had one of his attorney friends come. Didn't look very good. But you also know as an attorney, I mean, he knows he he just shot his wife. Yes, he didn't. Or to me, he didn't mean to do it. But it's it's bad. And you you did it. You killed your wife. Yeah, Like this is bad. And I think that's why he called his lawyer friend to be like, okay, what what do I do? This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language, so I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. 
And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. After Diane passed and there was an investigation done, by the police and the investigators of, I think it was like Putman County, uh, the incident was deemed accidental. And then a week after the incident, a newspaper article comes out about the story of Diane, where a friend and a guy of that was being Texas spokesperson made a statement. And he says, in quotes, from the newspaper, okay? This is what it says. He said, MacGyver says he and his wife were being driven home by Diane's best friend when their Ford Explorer was approached by several individuals during a week in which there were many Black Lives Matter protests in the area. He also said as he came close to the intersection of Peachtree and Pine near a homeless shelter, the spokesman says that they were approached by several individuals and they were afraid they were going to get carjacked. So MacGyver retrieved the pistol out of the center console. The gun was still wrapped in a Publix grocery bag. Okay, this is what was stated in the original newspaper article that came out in the journal, Atlanta Journal of Constitution. Okay. Now, this statement was taken really poorly by the public. And I can... Yeah. I'm sure you could see why. So other publications picked it right up and Tex was soon blasted as a racist asshole. And he might be. Yeah. I have read a bunch of articles that broke down everything about Tex, like how he has guns and all of his affiliations and where he gave money and so on and so on. So I don't know him. I don't know. He says he didn't say that statement, that this guy said it. The guy will not retract the statement. So I think you and I both agree that we're not going to get into that. Like we try to look at just the facts of the case. So I'm solely just going to go on the events that I know that occurred on the story. And on a side note, I think both of us do not have any patience for racism one way or another, upside down or backwards. So we just want to be really clear on that. Yeah. And I mean, the fact is, just to add to that, is that unfortunately, you can be a fucking asshole racist and not be guilty of the crime you're accused of. So that's true. We just have to go with that. Right. So I just am going to state facts and that's it. Okay. What and that's what I did last time, actually. So my last case I didn't read all this stuff on it so this is kind of a new a newer phenomena to me what I do know is that Tex said to officers investigating and they wrote down his words in the investigation and so in his officer report he said to my dismay it seemed like every turn we made the street was darker and there were more people milling about I mean, it was that kind of thing that rose the hair on the back of your neck. 
Danny Joe also stated that Tex fell asleep, woke up in the backseat and said, girls, this is a bad idea. This is a bad area. We'll be. And then Diane said, dear, we're going to be on Piedmont shortly, which I don't know, is like a better street. And then that's when Tex said, darling, why don't you just hand me my gun? I think if you're falling asleep, Tex, you should have put it on the floorboard. I don't think you need to be carrying your gun out and about at all. And then, you know, I I do agree with a lot of people that are like, he just, it wasn't gun safety. You're right. Like he no. was not. And in the trial, there's a lot of speak on how Tex wasn't safe with his guns, how he shot a bird out of his apartment window before and like in the city. And that's, that's just crazy. Like he, he wasn't safe with his gun. So yes, oh, yeah. this is, this is a mistake. This is a if big mistake. If there's a negligence charge, he should be guilty of That's that. right. And I agree with that. I do think that there is a punishment for Tex because there is not a place in my mind that you have, you are a gun owner and you are not responsible with it. That is when things go bad and they can go bad very quickly. So I think anybody that owns a gun has to be responsible at the utmost responsible level. Like awake. Start there. Yeah. Like you're you're not going to get mugged. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. just get back on the fucking freeway. <laughs> yeah. Um, the DA also thought that the accidental death was just not enough and decided that Tex should stand trial for murder. So Tex MacGyver was arrested. He got out on bail and he was ordered to turn over all of his guns. And he also, he did mention to a few friends, like he did, he did not want to have a gun anymore. And he turned over all of his guns, of course. But like the arrogant man uh, that he was, it turns out that he gave all but one they actually found one hidden in his socks drawer and was ordered back to prison. Do you remember this part? Because last time I thought no. maybe he just forgot that one because he had 35 guns or more, something like that, somewhere around 35. So I thought, well, maybe he just forgot that one. But you were like, no way. A guy like that thinks that he can keep one and no yes. one's going to find out. That is still my impression of him. And yeah, so, I think that's why he thought he could change his story, all that. Also, it goes back to negligence. If you forget about the gun you have in your sock drawer, I think you deserve to go back to jail because you're not responsible with the guns. I know. It should be in a gun safe. Not that he had kids, but, you know, like, it's just... Whatever. Yeah. So you're right. Okay, you're right. If you forget you have a gun... Probably should not be a gun owner. So I agree with you this time. My second time around, I was like, you know, I think you're right, Gretchy. He says that somebody planted it there. I don't think so. Uh, when Tex stood trial, a few things had changed and the prosecution would hold on to it all. For one, Danny Joe had now decided that Tex was a murderer, that he did it on purpose. I am not sure what changed her mind. I think it might have been that 
Tex started not acting as nice to Danny Joe while he was trying to save his ass. I can imagine um, that Tex paid for a lot of things for Danny Joe when she was best friends with Diane. And he was probably obviously really nice to her, making her breakfast in bed. And then when she was not helping him, when he really needed it, he got a little irritated. He did call one time her husband and ask him to shut Danny Joe up because she was making it worse for him. Well, I would think if he is being put through the ringer in the media, you know, and, and it was at a time where everybody was very sensitive, she probably wants to distance herself from that. And she's like, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He is he is all those things and I'm not. And so she, I can see somebody flipping. Yes. And she did. And her friend's dead. And she feels terrible about it. And she just probably wants it to go away. All of that, yes. Yeah. All of that, yes. Uh, also, the guy that wrote or talked to the Atlanta Journal of Constitution um, about that statement, he took the stand against text also about how he wanted him to retract that statement and he wasn't going to. So he turned against him. He Tex also made phone calls from jail requesting help from friends that he knew in the judicial system, which is not legal, Tex. You also know that. Yeah. He made a phone call, left a voicemail, told the guy to erase the voicemail after he got it. I mean, these like these mistakes that Tex made were I, I just like you said, like he just thought he was bigger than everybody else, you know, like he could get away with things that everybody else couldn't get away with. And he tried. Yeah. But it didn't work for him. Tex being this like rich white guy probably always did get away with stuff. So these mistakes, you know, he should have been asking his attorney (laughs) before he did any of them. Opened his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. The prosecution painted a picture that Tex deliberately killed Diane because she was richer than him and he owe, he owed her a couple hundred thousand dollars the two did keep their finances separate so that is true that he did have an outstanding debt to her and their relationship was different in that way i think it could have been for tax reasons but they kept their money separate it also could just be because they were older and independent no i get that i mean I, you know, I would never, I wouldn't start off a marriage like that, like a first marriage where you're having children or whatever. But if it's like your second marriage and she's been working her whole life, like, I don't think that if I married late in life, I would want to co-mingle everything I had worked for. And maybe that is like a total double standard on, you know, because I would expect a man to just share everything with his second wife. But I think that's how I would feel like that if I were Diane and if I we contributed to a property or something and I contributed more, I'd be like, you owe me your 50 percent. Yeah. So I think that's how they they worked, because she actually paid him seven hundred thousand dollars right when they got married for half of his ranch. Yeah, she's smart. And she was wealthier than text. So it's probably it probably was her idea. Um, It's also noted that in their will, 
uh, they were going to leave most of their assets to their godson, Austin. Austin was really close to Texan Diane. It was the son of one of their good friends. And I think he was like the grandchild they never had. Austin had a room in their home and they threw him these lavish birthday parties. And I also read that Tex originally wanted to give some of his assets to his children, but at the end of the day, most of it would go to Austin and Diane was pretty set on that. Um, I can see Diane's side because she never met Tex's kids he probably painted them like, oh, these ungrateful, work-for-nothing children. But like, who knows what the real story is? Well, true, but he wanted to give some of his assets to them. So, oh, he she, yeah, he did. Um, she was the one that was like, no way. So I, you know, I can see her side, but I also could see his side because he did raise his kids into adulthood. So... But then, well, that's nice to know he felt a little bit guilty about maybe being kind of an asshole. Yeah. Cheating on their mama. Well, his daughter didn't even invite him to her wedding. Mm. So, sure, that's pretty hard. It was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the prosecution did a very good job at showing text as a man with little morals, a big ego, and was more worried about his own well-being than the fact that he just lost his wife. You know, he very much could be all those things. I agree. He made mistakes. And when the cards turned against him after those articles came out, I think he went into saving my ass mode and no longer loving, grieving husband mode. Right. Which doesn't sit well with anybody. He also, here, listen, he also didn't pick up Diane's ashes for like over a month. You think that's weird? If it's one, if that's the only weird thing he does, it's not that weird. But if that is compiled with other things. Well, he sold then, off a bunch that, of her stuff. Also. Oh, no, that, no, no, that's weird. He said he did it because he needed to pay off some of people in her will that were owed. That stuff take months, takes months to go through. You that, know? I mean, that like, could take it, years, it take right? Years. Yeah. 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 That's what I thought. So why is he selling off her her stuff? Yeah. No, Unless he was in debt and he needed money to pay for his bills. I don't know. I mean, he did. He sold some of her like nice handbags and coats and fur coats. I mean, all of her stuff has since been sold, which is sad. Yeah. But she didn't really... She didn't have any kin, so I guess that's what you do. I think his defense did pretty good. Their strategy was to show that these two were in love, and I think they were, and that he didn't mean to kill her. But it didn't matter. The jury still convicted him and sentenced him to life in prison. I got a lot of this info on my first time. Remember how I told you I didn't... I didn't really know about all the newspaper stuff the first time around because what I did is I listened to a breakdown of the trial and that part wasn't in the trial. And oh, yeah, naturally. Yeah. So I I just listened to like every day of the trial and I got that from a podcast called Breakdown, which they kind of follow different trials. And that podcast is from the Atlanta Journal of Constitution 
So this time around was different. I, I did a research on a little, a little differently. So. Okay. You know, I have some, I, this is resonating with me a little bit. I have some thoughts about this selling her shit and everything. Okay. Okay. I don't like it, but you know, a lot of men are, appear to be heartless right after they lose their woman. How many times have we heard of somebody loses their wife and then a month later, they're dating somebody new, packing up the stuff. I mean, a friend yeah. of mine was just telling me this had the wife die of cancer and she has a picture of her with the, you know, former sister. And he's like, can you take that down? I've moved on. Yeah. So guys just be assholes. They're weird. They're weird. There's also it is known that a lot of guys that lose their wife will immediately find somebody else. There was also a woman that was helping texts through some of this stuff and she moved in. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that. Yes. And so people are like, why did you move a woman in? And he's like, she's just a friend. She's helping me cope, which I do. I I think they disconnect in a different way than we do. So we're real quick to be like, asshole, guilty. You never loved her. Yeah. Because we would never do that. That's right. Right? That's right. Also, in the last episode, I said that I thought that they had it wrong and they were not justified in putting him into prison on a felony murder charge. And just uh, as of June this year, the appellate court agrees with me, Gretchy. And they overturned his conviction. So... What they have said is the jury should have given the opportunity for a misdemeanor malice charge. And unfortunately, they were never given that option. The only option they were given was felony. So the judge said that the evidence presented, there was no reason to charge him with first degree felony murder. So now it's up to the DA to decide if Tex should stand another trial. And, you know, she does have it out for him. So she says she's taken his ass back to court. It's been six years since Diane was killed and five years that Claude, He's- Tex MacGyver, has been in prison. Uh-huh. He went in in his, you know, 70s, mid-70s. He's now 79. Okay. His attorney is quoted saying... Uh, that Tex was deprived of a fair trial because the jury was not given the opportunity to find that the shooting was entirely the result of negligence as opposed to an intentional killing. They said in an emailed statement, he was entitled to a fair trial and did not get a fair trial. We look forward to showing the next jury that he is not guilty of murder. Which I agree. I think it is he needs to be charged with something, but I don't think that he meant to kill his wife. Okay, I agree with you. I also think, you know, DA, I know there's a lot of bad people out there and you need to be trying them. And he's already served five years and like, what's he going to get for a negligence charge? Maybe we just, and he's already like 79, did you say? 80. He's going to be 80. Okay, I think like maybe, maybe. Move on to somebody else. Yeah. 
yeah, me too. This is what I think because this is going to cost a shit ton of money. It's going to bring everybody back in to like speak on this. It's like, can we just call a spade a spade? Like you, he, he didn't, didn't even know he was going to get in the backseat of the car. He didn't premeditate this murder. It wasn't like, I'm going to kill my wife while my, my wife's best friend is driving. It's just, I it think doesn't... he made a lot of stupid mistakes. I think five years is fair for that. Yeah, he did. So Tex actually is still in prison because oh. he they did not overturn the tampering with the witness charge. And so he is set to be released, Gretchy, on September 1st, which is like next week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that will be an interesting thing because... I don't know. I don't know what he has left or and I know his family is not he's he's like know. Austin. Can I come crash? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I I probably I probably bought it for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's a wapadoo. Okay. All right, guys. So we hope to see you in Dallas if you're out here on Saturday. And if we don't see you in Dallas, then you can hear from us on patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. Also, we are doing a live kind of show at podcast festival 9am on in the Spotify studio 9am on Saturday. If you guys are going to the true crime podcast festival, we will be doing that. You'll have to wake up a little early. Bring us a coffee, please, because Gretchen's still going to be on West Coast time. But that should be fun. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, please do. Also, Housewives of True Crime group. That's a good one. If you haven't left us a review, please also do that. We appreciate it. And Apple does too. Spotify also now has reviews, which uh, we would love for you to do. I think that's it. Clankety, right, thanks, clank. guys. Clank, clank.